Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, guys. Welcome to Steel Wars. I am comedian Steel Saunders, and I do love Star Wars. Please enjoy this classic clip, which is available in full at patreon.com forward slash Steel Wars. I didn't think we were ever going to get like a Star Wars character who was as uh, part of the family, if you will, as, as what we had already had. Like, I love the prequel films, but that's my, my, my big critique probably of them is that we didn't get any new Star Wars characters who, who became classic Star Wars, you know, mainstays. Like, like you know, you don't go and you don't see a Captain Panaka, you know, T-shirt in the store today. <laughs> they wouldn't make that because none of those characters really resonated mm. um, it, it, as well as, like, as BB-8 does. So, yeah. And here I am, like a 36-year-old man loving a, a little tiny robot and buying merchandise for it. It's, <laughs> it's a weird world. I, I admit that. <laughs> But I, I think my theory is in about five years, big big Jar Jar resurgence. There'll be a lot of, I, I think, the way how old people will get, there'll be some sort of retro love for him, and he'll be he'll be quite embraced and uh, merchandised. I, I, I honestly, I, I really hope that that happens. I mean, it's such a weird thing. Like my, I have a, a love hate relationship with Jar Jar. Actually, up front, I was totally fine with him. I saw Phantom Menace, and it it didn't kill it for me. I was like, okay, I he's the fool, and we're going to see him, you know, transform, and he's going to do important things. And but what they ended up doing with Jar Jar utterly makes him a waste in Phantom Menace. He's like he's a he's an investment in that trilogy, and then they pull the way out. They pull out of it, so you really don't ever see any of the the real payoff with Jar Jar. He's just left as the guy who pretty much handed Palpatine the keys to the Empire. And so at the end of the day, I'm like, well, Jar Jar's a failed character because they didn't follow through. Mm. Not be- I don't think it's because he sucks. I actually think he would have been a pretty cool character if we had seen him as, as a fool, then become this politician kind of guy. And then at, if at the end of you know episode three, he had been saving Luke and Leia, and it was like a much more mature and rounded out character, that could have been a really cool progression. And instead, by the third film, we got Jar Jar just saying, excuse me. That's it. <laughs> and it's so, so it's such a bummer it, 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 that it, it just it, – it's a, it's a wash when you get down to it. Do you think that Jar Jar is George Lucas's favorite character or he's just trolling? I, I think he's trolling. I, I, think, I think in reality his favorite character is probably Yoda. Yoda seems to be to be the character that 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 he uh, was the most enthralled with, but yeah, I, I don't I don't think Jar Jar's his favorite character at at all. I think that's probably comes from a place of, of a little bit of bitterness, but at the same time, I'm like George, you didn't follow through on him either. So how can people you know embrace Jar Jar when you didn't finish your, your work with him? Uh, Ahmed Best, I always talk about this in the, the Rolling Stone uh, issue that came out when uh, Phantom Menace 3D hit. He talked about uh, how they filmed this sequence with him for, for Revenge of the Sith 
where Palpatine thanks him for being his earliest supporter. And the implication is that Jar Jar is going to like be, become promoted in the Empire. Ooh. Yeah, so there was like so much, so many like cool little 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 ways that Jar Jar could have went, and at the end of the day, we're just left with him being a clown. Yeah, and, uh, yeah I, I think it was I think it was too much too soon with Jar Jar. Yeah, totally. Like, like I'm not sure if you um have you seen the Phantom edits before? I I've seen several of them. Yeah. In the original Phantom Edit that, that Mike did, the like Jar Jar is like he's a fine character because he doesn't step on the end of all the scenes, and gotcha. it's just like that an extra edit pass makes or actually the whole film like work a lot better. Like I had I normally just watch that one, and we we did like a commentary of the the Blu-ray version the other day, and it was just like. Wow, this thing, it just keeps going. The pod race, which I'd normally been a, a fan of, I was just like, whew. Oh. Right. When the announcer says, oh, we've got another lap, it's like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you know, I'm not, I'm not a fan of the, um, of the uh, change to the pod race where they added the other lap in. Like, I like the ele- elements from it, the bits and the gags and Anakin flipping over in the pod and all that stuff. It's, it's, all, it's all good fun. But in the, the name of the film itself, it, it is a bit too much. And one of the things that I think led to that that kind of stuff, that excess, especially with Jar Jar, to bring it back to him, was that it the, the cast and the crew and Lucas, they thought Ahmed Best was the funniest dude on set. And they were all pretty enamored with him. Mm. And I got a feeling that it not only was it George Lucas having a really good time with the CGI work that he was accomplishing, it was that he was so into Ahmed Best as a, as a funny friend, as a funny person, that I think he, he overestimated exactly how well that was going to work for the audience because it worked so well for him physically. And we didn't get any of that. We had a, a CGI character that was a translation of what they were laughing at. Mm. Good point. Now, let's talk about makingstarwars.net. Now, you run that with your friend Randy, who you've been star wars friends with for for decades yeah 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 randy's randy's mostly involved on the podcast side but Uh me and randy have been friends since sixth grade and um we were we were acquaintances and then later on like star wars tales of the jedi came out from dark horse and randy worked at a comic book store and he got the the issue a little bit early or something and he brought it to me and he was like hey i know you like star wars so i got you this i was like you're my best friend. And <laughs> we've literally been, been best friends since 1992, I think. Ooh. It didn't happen to be the black and white version, did it? No, I don't think so. Because they used to Dark Horse sometimes when they'd like, release a new Star Wars comic. They'd bring out, I think it was called like a dustbin edition, and it was like a preview copy, but it was all in black and white. Oh, wow. Yeah. That was just a vague something I had not thought about for years. About <laughs> I'm pretty sure this one, this one was in color. I think. Oh, I wish you, I still had it. You kids with your color comics, right? Yeah, your kids and your color TV and your color comics and your <laughs> Pac-Man video games. <laughs> and so, how did the the site sort of get started? Um, what it was was that I originally started on on a Tumblr. I had a Tumblr site. Because I have collected Star Wars photographs and just scans of Star Wars uh, pictures for probably 15 years. So I just had like, 
you know, 50,000 pictures or something uh, on this hard drive. So I just started like, okay, I'll make a Tumblr and start releasing them. And so I was doing that for, for a while. And then I started writing articles and commenting on stuff. And people were like, you should make a site. You should make a site. And then eventually I kind of realized that, yeah, I was doing so much work for a Tumblr uh, that's such a limited audience, you know, it's just that one crowd. I, I, I love them. Don't get me wrong, but I was like, yeah, I might as well just do a site cause it's the same amount of work. And, uh, my, my wife who is the, uh, genius behind all of the, uh, WordPress stuff went and made us a, a, a kind of a good Star Wars site, a kind of, you know, a pretty good looking one. And, and then, uh, so I just started working on that end of things and she take, she would take care of the technical stuff. So I didn't have to get bored. And uh, so it kept us focused and uh, it was, you know, something I wanted to do for years and just never really like stepped up and, and did it. And, you know, I have finally had the time. So we, and, we just jumped headed in head first kind of. And what year was that? That was uh, 2013, I believe. Oh, okay. So pretty recent. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. The uh, Tumblr was probably 2012. And then, uh, so, so yeah, we, we've been, the, the site's been around for a little over two years. Okay. It's weird because I think at the same time that you guys got started and, and, uh, Dominic and Chris and that were doing the Star Wars Underworld, I, I sort of got the feeling that a lot of the sites that I used to go to, maybe like the late nineties and the two thousands had kind of run out of steam. It sort of just seemed more press releases that they were running and. Yeah. Yeah, it, it did. It did seem like um, most of those sites were kind of people who had been doing it as a hobby. I think you know during the prequel era, and just kind of didn't get out of it, and it was pretty convenient as a hobby because nothing was going on. You know, like like they were kind of over it or weren't as involved in it anymore, and so it was just kind of like existing, and it was an easy existence because what did you have? Like a couple Clone Wars episodes, maybe you know, mm-hmm. per year. And uh, so, yeah, I, I think that definitely helped making Star Wars in the sense that it, I was so, you know, hungry to write, to write about Star Wars. Like I couldn't, I was, it was all I pretty much want to do. I still, still, it's all I want to do really. Um, and uh, so I think that that made a big difference for us early on because we actually were really, really accepted very quickly. I was, I was really happy about that. People were uh, really supportive early on, you know, like they were just uh, happy to, to help cover stories that we did and, and things like that. And, and uh, today, I think if you tried to start, it would just, there's just so many and there's so many people doing things Star Wars related that I don't think anybody who was starting today would get very much like uh, attention. Mm. So I was really lucky to, to have started when I did. And was it making Star Wars back then as well? Yeah. 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 It was, yeah, it was making, making Star Wars was, was, has always been the uh, site. Um, and, uh, on the, uh, Tumblr, I think it had a few different names and then making star Wars was like the final name, um, that, that we, that we used. And, uh, yeah, so that was, that was pretty much, pretty much the whole like transition. It's not a very exciting story, unfortunately, but it was just like, yeah, why do I do this on Tumblr when I could, uh, have a site, you know? But what you're leaving out is that you made the Tumblr on the edge of a cliff. That's the exciting bit. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was, uh, free climbing. And uh, I was like, you know what? Let's make a Tumblr right here. Let's upload some Star Wars pictures. And uh, unfortunately, my my whole team died. They're they're not here anymore with us. It's just me. And uh, I, I take all the I take all the credit for their hard work. <laughs> so, for the era, what was maybe one of the first stories you posted on the site? 
Oh, wow. Uh, I think the very first thing that I did was this uh, defense of using young ghost Anakin in Return of the Jedi. Oh. Over the old guy. Yeah. Controversial stuff, man. Oh, I'm deleting this bookmark now. <laughs> disagree with the politics of this website. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, no, because I, I was like, you know, if you're going to have um, Darth Vader returning to the man that he used to be spiritually, you know, and he's a ghost, he's not a real thing. Why couldn't he look like himself before the fall? You know what I mean? More or less. And, you know, and then if he was to be a ghost of the old man, he was good. Anakin was never that old man. And he is like a cyborg. So if you want to get like overly critical on it and like realistic, if he was going to be old, he would also like not have an arm and a leg and stuff and no hair. And he would be this decrepit thing. So he's already changing his appearance for the better. He so why have, not just take it all the way? Just it, become young. Hayden Christensen. It would have been interesting, though, to have a force ghost sitting on like Klee Glaser's chair, just hovering there. <laughs> Sitting on his lap. <laughs> <laughs> I think, ironically, I, I didn't like the change. Yeah. I don't know. I, 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 I kind of don't like changes. I sort of think... I, I especially don't like changes like the no thing where it's... Like, you know, there's that whole Star Wars ring theory and it all goes around. But I don't like it when he, George Lucas would yeah. add things to an older film... To go look, it reflects back to this, and it's like, yeah, but you just added that in. That's not right. That's not some beautiful poetry. That's just yeah. you've clipped it in. Yeah, yeah. The, I, I, um, I, I'm, I was, I'm okay with most of that stuff overall. I was okay with the idea that Lucas was going to be finished with it when it was done, you know, as opposed to what we had. But at the same time, there, there were things where it was just like, yeah, you didn't really need to. To, to go that far. Like, I don't think really anybody likes Jedi rocks in return of the Jedi. I think that's really the biggest sin that there's Lucas ever created mm. uh, for me anyways. But then there's other things like, like I'm, and I know this is not popular to say either and I'm not trolling. I swear. I, I, I don't really like it when uh, Han shoots first. I, I don't think that actually reflects his character. And that's all we've got time for. <laughs> <laughs> totally cool. No, I, I, I totally, um, I, I totally should get punched for that because I mean it, it is does sound cooler when Han shoots first and from the hip and all that kind of stuff, but uh, you know, and I was okay with George Lucas's idea that like you know he didn't want his his son. His, what he originally said was that he didn't wasn't really comfortable with his with his ten year old son or however however old Jet was at that time, um, looking at uh, a Han Solo as a hero who would do that kind of thing. And, uh, you know, I'm okay with that. I, I don't think it really makes or breaks his character. I, and, and to make matters worse, I think he's a terribly inconsistent character. I th I, and I, I worry about the future Han Solo film for that reason, that so many of us have different ideas about what Han Solo is. And that's because he's not really that similar in the films that he's in. Like, in, in Empire Strikes Back, he has more of that gone with the wind kind of kind of vibe going more of that riverboat dude that as opposed to that cowboy he's more of a pirate in some ways you know in the other film and uh, so they, they never really make up their mind whether he's a pirate or a cowboy or and so when you when you get down to it like you can really depict han solo in different ways if you look at the star wars books and the comics and stuff i think i think you see that a lot you see different authors picking up on what is han solo for them mm. 
And uh, Abrams recently said that it's that for him, it's uh, Indiana Jones and Raiders is pretty much Han Solo for him. To hear the full episode, along with hundreds of hours of bonus content, I would invite you to check out the Steel Wars Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash Steel Wars. For just $3 a month, you get a dedicated RSS feed that easily pastes into any podcast app you use, sending the complete archives of Steel Wars episodes along with bonus Patreon exclusives like movie commentaries, Q&As, and shows like the Making Steel Wars show, which I make exclusively for Patreon members with Jason Ward of MakingStarWars.net, where we try to find the news behind the news. Plus, you'll get the bonus segments from the call-in shows, which sometimes can be over an hour. And as well as all the bonus content, you get that warm glow that you are supporting this show you listen to each week. The idea behind Patreon is if lots of people chip in a little bit of cash, that content producers such as myself can still keep producing for you guys while still being able to feed our very cute Ewok-looking cats. There's a hungry cat involved in this, guys as well as some sweet, sweet content. Check out all the super fun tiers and all the shows you're missing out on at patreon.com forward slash Steel Wars. And may that force be with you. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 